All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Occult 45 podcast. We have episode 21 tonight. We got Josh Monday tonight. Uh, He's a Christian rapper. I mean, a musician just like myself, host of the Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy podcast. And uh, we're both members of Alt Media United, actually. And uh, tonight we're bringing Flat Earth from the biblical perspective and uh yeah josh monday welcome to occult 45 brother thank you thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it brother yeah we're both uh all uh media united which is uh thank you mark steves for you know supporting us and um awesome and that you that you're involved with them um i know you had dave weiss on your show i saw that and uh i believe somebody else who else did you have on that that did a flat earth for you was there two Uh, people yeah, I was actually uh, one of the guys I met on the road working. Um, oh, okay. Was, yeah, we started working together, and uh, we started talking Flat Earth, and he was, uh, you know, just finding the same. It was actually weird. Uh, we started working together, and he's like, oh, do you know who Dave Weiss is? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, I host a podcast, and he was on my show. Like, what <laughs> he was the hell? probably blown and, away. When I yeah, had Dave Weiss, everyone was, was like, so what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they were like, you got Dave Weiss on your show? I was like, yeah, man. Like, that's what that was back in my fifth episode, I think. And I think you had it early on, too, right? Only like your fifth or sixth episode. Yeah. And you've been having yeah. some hard, some hard hitters on your show. That's good, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a good man. thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, you know, uh get get some good episodes going. Uh it's uh hard hard we're uh working all these hours, but uh yeah, you know, we I'm I'm gonna try to uh pump them out more. Um, but yeah, man, welcome, welcome to the show. You want to just tell me and the listeners, uh, a little bit, uh, about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, I, uh, what we do on the show is we take a, we try to take a conspiracy and show you how it relates to the Bible, uh, you know, as best as we can. And, uh, the one that most, uh, connected for me, I think was flat earth. So I'll, I'll be doing that for you guys tonight. And, um, as far as my Christian rap career, I've been rapping since I was like 14. So I used to just freestyle. I used to, you know, go on stage and just freestyle rap. And then I went into a studio, you know, started doing my thing, uh, did a lot of secular music. But now it's all Christian rap, you know, so just rapping for God. Um, how I got back into rapping was I, I was uh, I was on deployment in Kuwait and I uh, it was a, um, a talent contest and the pastor there was like, Hey, uh, everybody keeps telling me that you're able to rap. I was like, yeah, I can rap. And he's like, well, write a song and then, you know, come and come and record and, or, and come and uh, perform. So I was like, all right. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't rap for like maybe like three or four years. So I was like, Oh man, I better make sure I do it. Right. So I was just practicing, practicing, writing, writing, writing. And I did the talent show and then I won. So I was like, all right. And I, I did Christian rap, which I never did before. So I was like, hey, maybe I maybe I have a niche for Christian rap. So I, when I got back from deployment, I, I had money and I just uh, started recording from there and listening to pastors preach. And then I would just write my raps and and, uh, you know, and that's just how it went. And uh, my, my, my rap career has been going pretty good. I mean, not like, you know, it's hard to do it as an independent artist. I'm like swimming uphill without a paddle, bro, because I, I'm doing Christian rap and conspiracy rap. And and that's two things that obviously right now uh, YouTube and all these uh, big platforms don't really like, you know. So it's just how we're doing it. And our, our show is the same way, just like yours. You're doing uh, conspiracies mostly, right? 
Yeah, definitely. Just bringing the truth. I mean, uh, just talking about the stuff I've experienced, you know, uh, talking about how the world is so much weirder than we think it is. I mean, it's it's so much weirder than we can think it is. I mean, it's just really, really weird. I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I heard you on uh, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, and I, I reached out to you because, I mean, I'm not – I'm not uh, super religious, but I mean, there is a lot of truth in these books, man. Uh, these ancient texts that are brought to us. I mean, uh, it was just uh, I was hearing what you're saying on the show and it's just making so much sense, man. Like in my core, it's just something telling me that this this stuff is real, man. It is. It is. Now, the flat earth stuff is real, but the Bible is is dude. The Bible is so vastly important. What I always tell everybody is like we're constantly searching for the truth through conspiracy after conspiracy. And then like you, you can go down a rabbit hole, but nobody ever has like the answer for, for those conspiracies. But me, I try to take I try to take people and I show them the conspiracy side. But I do have an answer, you know, which is which is God. Right. God is the answer to all this stuff. God is the absolute truth. I, that's what I feel. He's the absolute truth, and I believe the Bible is the absolute truth, and then I use that as my foundation so that when I when I go and study Jordan Maxwell or Santos Bonacci or all these awesome conspiracy theorists, um, I'm not like – I don't go with the, for them for spiritual advice or, or like for sermons. I go for them for, for conspiracy, and I'm able to stay strong because – Sometimes what they'll do is they'll they'll bait you with the conspiracy and then they they take the Bible and they just they, they try to tell you all the Bible's fake too and all this stuff. I, I personally don't believe that. I believe the Bible is absolute truth. I believe God is absolute truth. So um and I believe Jesus is the truth, the way the life. So um it's nice to be able to be a Christian and conspiracy theorist because I believe that we're able to be like uh if let's say like if you went to like a David Copperfield or uh you know and, and all of a sudden he took you in the back. He's like, Hey, you're the winner. I'm going to show you how I do the trick. Um, then, then, you know, once he does the trick again for you, then it's like, he can't fool you. So it's like the same thing when you're a conspiracy theorist and a Christian, because you're finding out all the stuff, all the tricks that are, the devil's doing, you know, with the, with the secret societies and all these different things. And I believe that the devil, it's harder for the devil to trick you. Right. So um, it gets interesting. And then knowing, the word of God is also very important when you're getting tempted by the devil. And, you know, it just helps you out. I just, I think it's interesting how everybody like will, uh, you know, be like, dude, there's so much Lucifer and Satan worship in Hollywood and all these Satan worshipers, but then they don't believe in God. It's like, dude, like Satan, if you believe in Satan, then, then you got to believe in God as well. The God is the one that can save you from Satan, you know? So they'll, they'll just be like, oh yeah, I believe in demons and I believe in, in Satan, but it's like, you don't believe in God. The God of the Bible is the opposite of, of obviously the not the opposite of the devil, but he is, uh, well, good and evil is you know he he would be basically the opposite of that. So it just gets interesting, you know. I know you know how it is, man. You dig into conspiracies, and there's just so much, man. To uh, like you said, the world is definitely way more crazy than we think, man. And um, there's a lot of deceptions out there. It gets interesting, but I think it's funny though. Here's what I think is the funniest thing, bro, about, about flat Earth, bro. If you ask people like, hey, uh, do you think that Joe Biden lies? They'll be like, yes. Like, uh, do you think that Nancy Pelosi lies? They'll be like, yes. Uh, what about the CIA? Yes. The FBI? Yes. Do police lie? Yes. But then if you ask them, does NASA lie? They're going to be like, no, NASA does not lie. Like people are like, they believe NASA so much. It just, for, for me, it's like, 
every government agency is just lying. It's like, I think NASA for me is just a big money pit, right? And, um, you know, they say $54 million a day goes to NASA. And it's just gets, it gets interesting, man. Um, I don't know if you've done some research on them yet, but oh, did you see the asteroid that got hit just recently? That yeah. That they said got hit? Yeah, actually, uh, the footage looks really weird. Um, but like yeah. Nintendo 64, bro. Like, it, it's, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, like some Pong, like Atari type <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, Atari? And yes. you don't see any stars in the background. You don't see any planets. All, all you see is just this thing. It's just, to me, it's just, uh, if you believe that type of stuff, it's just like, man. And they're all cheering like they just like won the lottery. You know, oh my, we hit. We made contact. Yeah. It's just. I know. It's dude, all, they're trying it's to sell always, it so oh my, much. Oh my God. We did we did this in space. Oh my God. Everybody freaking out. But yeah, man. I, um, I actually worked on the Blue Origin project at Cape Canaveral. Um, that's okay. the Jeff that's the Jeff Bezos uh dick shaped rocket, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um I I did work on that. I'm I'm a union electrician. Uh awesome. So I did I did work on that project and th- they are definitely launching rockets. I mean, I've I've been right there while they're doing it, but I do not think they're going where they're saying they're going. No, I don't think so either. I think you can launch rockets all day long. I mean, you can launch, uh, you can launch them, but um, actually going to, I I mean, you can also get to a spot probably where you're, you know, where you're almost, you know, almost past, I would say the blue. And then you just come back down. That's all they do. They even, you even see that on the footage. Right. And um, it's just, I don't believe they're going where where they say they're going either. And for us to not be back to the moon by now and all this stuff, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's just a big package uh, deception that they're going to, they're going to come with, I think, you know, with the whole space aliens and all that stuff, I think at at some point, but um, as far as the biblical perspective for flat earth. So for me, I, I, I believe we should, we should filter science through the Bible, right. And not filter the Bible through science. Um, I believe the word of God over any atheist scientist who thinks, you know, they're smarter than God. Um, I think the only expert that we have is God, right? Cause he was there when he created the earth. Um, and as far as like Genesis, when, when Moses was writing Genesis, you know, he wasn't alive when God created the earth. So he's obviously receiving the information from God. He was actually up on a mountain for 40 days, receiving the 10 commandments, the law, Genesis, you know what I mean? He's talking to God. Um, so I think it's interesting, man. I think he's not going to, I don't believe that, that Moses is going to be sitting there writing his own take on like a flat earth or anything like that. I believe that he's going to write everything that God says, and then he's going to, that's, what's going to end up in the Bible. Um, what I think is, is terrible is a lot of people try to take Genesis and try to say, it's just an allegory or it's poetic, the creation part only because it doesn't agree with what science says, right? So they don't want to go and battle against science, right? Um, I'll go over exactly what the science says says first, and then I can get into the Bible. Um, any questions about what I just said right now, about Moses or anything anything like that? Uh, no, man. I mean, I, I'm anxious to hear more, and I want to hear, hear you lay, lay it all out for us, man. Okay, so... Here's what the scientists say. So the earth is spinning at a 23.4 degree axis. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's tilted at a 24.3 degree axis, spinning at 100 uh, or 1,000 miles an hour. 
and then it's rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. Um, so the fastest bullet travels at 1,800 miles an hour, okay? So that's 26,000 feet per second. That's how fast the fastest bullet. So we're rotating around the sun 30 times faster than a bullet. And you go outside and you look up and you see the stars and it, the night is just beautiful and it's still, right? Um, I know that my wife, for example, she gets motion sickness. When she gets in the car and she's reading, she gets motion sickness right away. Her body knows when we're moving and she doesn't like to read or look at her phone because she knows that we're moving. So the way that I kind of look at it is like, how come she can sit on the lawn and read a book with no problem if we're moving 66,600 miles an hour, but if I'm in a car going 10 miles an hour, she gets sick right away. I think it's it's interesting, right? So uh, as I go through the Bible, you're going to see that there's more there's more geocentric to what we're, we're the place we're staying where it's solid and not moving uh, biblically than what the scientists say, right? Um, and also like an earthquake, right? So if there's like a 3.0 earthquake in Riverside, California, I live in Rialto, I'm going to feel the earth move, right? But we're, we have to be, you know, we're being sold to believe that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour and we're rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour, which is an interesting number. And for me, I just don't buy it. They also say that the moon is orbiting the earth at 2,200 and 88 miles per hour. Okay. So that's faster than a bullet as well. So when you go outside and you look up at the moon, you see how fast or how, how slow it's traveling. Right. And it's just what they say is, Oh, the earth is so big that these, these aren't that fast. These aren't that it's not that fast, but to me, it's just like, it just, it seems crazy. Um, and they also tell us that the universe is moving through space at 525,000 miles an hour. The whole universe is moving into where I have no idea. I don't, I don't know where the heck we'd be moving, but everything like the sun, our whole universe is moving. They say at, at 525,000 miles an hour, which is, which is crazy. Right. Um, and then the sun, they say is 93 million miles away. All right. And, uh, this is the craziest thing, I think, to me, is the closest star. They say that it's 4.4 light years away. One light year is uh, 6 trillion miles. So the sun is 93 million miles away, and we see it like a quarter in the sky. And the closest star is 24 trillion miles away, okay? So how is our eyes able to see that far away? First of all, that, that's insane to me. Um, that's the closest star. The furthest star is, I don't even know, like some of them they're saying are, are a million light years away and we're still able to see some of them. I, I don't get that. That's like trillions upon trillions upon trillions of miles away. It, it's insane. Um, and as I get, as I kind of go through um, the firmament and stuff like that, you're going to see why I think that why they do this, right? Uh, because what it says in the Bible is, that God's throne is above the firmament, right? And then they sit, and and as I go through the Bible, you're going to see that the firmament uh, is is going to be a solid dome, and that would basically make it so that if God's throne is outside of the universe, then what the scientists are doing, because they say the universe is ever expanding, 
is they're taking God's throne and they're placing it further and further and further and further away. And that's what I do believe science is doing with the evolution and the Big Bang Theory, right? So that's that's the next thing I was going to get into. So any, any questions about any of the stuff I just went through so far? Um, not at the moment. I mean, I just, I'm very intrigued with all this. I mean, it just, a lot of it just makes so much sense to me. And it's, just, uh, you know, I mean, the, using my senses, I mean, there's, there's just no You're way. You're outside right that, now. That, Look outside, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> exactly, dude. There, there, there's no way we're spinning. I mean, dude, we've been navigating, navigating off these stars for thousands of years, man. We've been, yes. <laughs> you know, we, we know when to harvest crops. We know how to navigate the seas. I mean, these stars have been with us forever. And I mean, it just, a lot of this just makes a lot of sense, man. So yeah, please keep going, man. So, so that's what they tell you. Okay. And, and most of the stuff they tell us when we're a kid, right. So that we, we don't even, we have no idea what these numbers are. You know, when we see these numbers, when I see these numbers as an adult, when I started getting into this, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like 66, like even people that are globe globers, I could talk to them and say, okay, guys, we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Now that's kind of hard to comprehend. But when I tell them we're moving 66,600 miles an hour around the sun, they're like, that even blows them away. Like, what? Are you serious? Because those kind of numbers are like, bro, that's so fast, dude. That's it's 30 times faster than a bullet. We don't feel anything. That's that to me is insane. So there's a scientific trinity, I believe, that they want us to kind of believe, which you kind of have to believe if you believe in the globe, which, which, I mean, I'm telling you, all this stuff kind of goes together. They have the Big Bang Theory, right? Then they have um, the, the heliocentric globe, and then they have evolution. And all that stuff is taking time, a lot of time in between. Um, the Big Bang, for example... Uh, it comes from this guy, George uh, Lamontre, back in uh, like the 1920s. He was a, a Jesuit Catholic priest. Um, and we're trained, you know, as conspiracy theorists. Once you hear Jesuit or Catholic priest, uh, a lot of us would, that, that that should put a red flag up. Like, like who is this? Who's, he came out with it. Okay. And first of all, it's a priest, which is crazy because it has, if you're going to add 13.8 billion years to, to the universe, uh, it doesn't go along with the Bible whatsoever. So for a priest to come up with that, it's very interesting. So they say 13.8 billion years ago, um, basically like the size of a particle, like like an atom exploded, right? And 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 gravity made everything come together. So gravity is like their god. It's like all this stuff's going to come together, right? They say like uh, 4.6 years, 4.6 billion years ago, uh, the sun came. Uh, before that, the stars were here, and then uh, the Earth came like 4.5 billion years ago, and then the moon, they say the moon, which is interesting, I don't even know how, why they say this, but they say that the moon came only 60, millions a- 60 million years after the stars. So the order that they go in is basically the, the stars first, then the moon, then the sun, then the Earth. But um, as you get into the Bible, I'll show you that it's 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 totally different like you get you get the earth first right on day three and then on day four then you get the sun uh moon and the stars also so the earth is the center of the universe okay that's why the earth is first and then you get the sun moon and the stars on the fourth day 
What science wants you to believe is the stars came first, then the moon, then the sun, then the earth. So as you see, they're taking Genesis and they're blending it up. The devil's taking Genesis and blending it up and selling it to us in a different way, right? Um, there's also, uh, if you look into the Big Bang evolution in the heliocentric globe, uh, Copernicus was one of the guys that talked about the um, us rotating around the sun. If you look him up, he's... He speaks of the sun in some of his writings as if it's like a, like it's God. It says, like, in the middle of all sits the sun enthroned in the midst of the beautiful temple. Could be the place this luminary in any better position for it can illuminate the whole at once. Um, so some of his stuff that he's talking about is almost acting like the sun is God. And if you look into a lot of these... Um, you know, this is a, a Colt 45 podcast, so looking a lot of the occult, what do they do? A lot of like the Egyptians, a lot of them were, were worshiping the sun, like Nimrod, Osiris. Uh, if you look into the, the Roman gods, right, the pagan gods, like Saturn, you got uh, Jupiter. It's like all worshiping the skies, right? If you look at Copernicus, he has the same exact style. He's talking about, you know, everything revolves around the sun. So that basically makes the sun the most important thing, right? So I, I think it's it gets interesting. They also say that Isaac Newton was an occultist as well, right? So a lot of these guys, Isaac Newton obviously is the one that came up with the, the, the gravity theory, right? So he's also involved in this. So it's, it gets so, interesting. So they say. What's up? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just oh saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we get into we we get into the. I mean, are these even real people? You know. Yeah, yeah. This is true. You know, are these people? I mean, bro, I've been dude. There's man. Lately, I've been seeing stuff where, yeah, you, you question everything. You're just like, wow, because um, all of our history has just been just you know it, it has been put in a blender as well and served to us. You know, and everything we've learned in school. It's the Rockefeller. Uh, you know, school books, and they just want you to learn exactly what they want you to learn, and then you just become a slave for their system. You know, so it's it's interesting. And you're right; if these people even are real, that's very true. You know, then then, but um, you know, you see like the phallus in Washington D.C. You see it in Rome. You see it in um, London. You see it in um, uh, all these different places. That's like the phallus of Osiris, or they say Baal. Um, it's all worship of the sun dude pretty much you know it's all sun worship so um you see what they tried to teach us back then so now we'll get into what the bible says now something that i do personally when i read the bible is i take it literal um the reason why i'm going to take genesis interpretation literal is because there's nowhere in genesis where god tells you uh tells moses hey i'm about to do some poetry for you guys and it's going to be some allegory, poetic stuff. But um, I'm going to show you how I made the, the earth in a song. No, he doesn't say that. Dude, it just starts out. All the stuff, of all this creation in Genesis is to give glory to God. And you're going to find out in the New Testament that they say that everything was created through Jesus, by Jesus, and for Jesus. So what God was using is something called the Lagos, which is the word to create what I'm about to explain to you. Okay. Because God is great, and it's all for the glory of God. And what science is doing is they're taking away that glory 
placing it into gravity and natural selection and natural means. So they are totally atheistic when they come when it comes to to this this stuff. And and I'm gonna tell you, there are some Christians that do believe in evolution and the Big Bang and all that stuff. And I just did a podcast on it. And you guys, if you guys want to watch that one, it's it, it gets interesting, man. It, it's very interesting. So, um, so here we go. Day one, okay, guys. Uh, God created the he- it says the heaven and the earth. Okay, now it's interesting because some people believe there's like a gap there, um, but I believe he says he's created the heaven and the earth. Because he created the sky, and then earth in Hebrew can be land, okay? So I believe it's going to be the sky, and then I believe it's going to be the foundations, okay? The next day, he created the oceans and the firmament. So you have the sky, and then you have the firmament, okay? And then he created the oceans. And there's water above the firmament. It talks about it. And also, he said the water's below. So he, he took he made the firmament which is going to be solid to separate the waters from the waters, okay? Um, firmament is rakia in Hebrew, which and, and also in, he, in, in Greek, it's stereoma. So it means solid. So the firmament is firm, right? That means hard, beaten out. Uh, it's solid, okay? Um, now, the third day, God created the dry land, plants, and the vegetation, and on the fourth day, he created the moon, sun, and the stars also. So I personally believe that if he created, if, if he was rotating us around the sun, I, I think that that order would have been different, right? He probably would have created the sun first, then the moon, you know, I'm sorry, then the earth, then the moon, right? And then the stars so that we can rotate around the sun. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, uh you know, you, you do a time-lapse of the sky and I mean, it's, it's, it's circling us. Yeah. I mean, it's, you see the, the same thing all the time. Yeah. And, yes. uh, the, you know, go, going to the firmament, I mean, uh, I've seen some stuff online. It was, uh, I think it's dot connector podcast. Um, capturing like uh he says it's like uh pictures of the firmament on an infrared camera Mm. and i mean um this geometric type honeycomb hex hexagonal uh pattern i mean i've been on psilocybin at the beach and man i've seen the same exact thing man like wow yeah i mean the that's interesting yeah you know i mean uh the I feel like it's a lot farther away, um, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know how I was able to see it. But I mean, the the picture that this uh, podcast that I'm talking about, um, the picture that he posted, the that that type of pattern um, of the barrier. I mean, it's it's the exact same thing that I saw. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. OK, uh, so here's a. Uh, Here's some also some interesting stuff. So, um, so since he did create the earth and then, you know, and then I believe that the moon and the sun and the stars are, yeah, they're rotating around us. Then I would, uh, then I would believe that the earth would be fixed. And there's a lot of verses that kind of tell you that it's fixed and immovable. Uh, first Chronicles 1630, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable 
Psalms 93.1, thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm. Uh, Psalms 96.10, he says he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 104, uh, verse 5, thou hast fixed the earth and on its foundation so that it never can be shaken. Uh, Isaiah 45.18, who made the earth and fastened it himself and fixed it fast. And then Isaiah 48.13, mine, ha- mine hand hath laid the foundations of the earth. My right hand has spanned the heavens. Then I call, call unto you, they, they stand unto together, right? So I just think that's interesting. Now, what else would prove that the moon and the sun are moving and not the earth? Well, if you go to Joshua 10, uh, verses 12 through 13, it says, Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. And thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and has not go down a whole day. So I actually read the book of Jasher and I looked it up and it says that. It says that uh, exact same thing, that the moon and the sun stood still in two geographic locations. So... That is going to be stood still. So I just think that, you know, when I when I do hear these scientists talk, like um, Neil Tyson Degrassi, he says uh, on camera, if the earth ever stopped spinning and we're not seatbelted to the earth, everybody would fly off. Like, like uh, you know, we would all fly off the earth. So when I read this verse, God says, uh, or Joshua says that the sun and the moon stood still. Now, what would have to happen if we were, uh, what science is saying is that the earth would have to stand still. So, and they also, and they would have, and he would have to also stop the moon because the moon is orbiting us. So it would say, instead, the verse probably would have went like, uh, I, God stopped the earth and the moon from moving and, and, you know, for, for 24 hours, not you know, the the moon and the sun from moving. So I think that's interesting. And um, there's also another verse that talks about the moon or the sun um, and the moon stood still in their habitation is what it says. And it's it's Habakkuk 3.11. It says, the sun and moon stood still in their habitations at the light of thine arrows they went and the shining thy glittering spear. So it's talking about the sun and moon stood still in their habitation. So that's also saying that the sun and the moon stood still. Um, it also says that the sun went backwards 10 degrees in Isaiah 38, 7. Uh, Behold, I bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. So it's basically the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial, which, yeah, so it's going backwards 10 degrees. So it's like a dial, like, like everybody says that it's like a clock. The sky is like a clock, right? The sky clock. So the way that they explained it in that verse, I thought it, it kind of matched up with that. Um, then there's also some interesting stuff. Do you have any more any questions about that so far? Uh, no, I do. Uh, I do just want to comment. Um, I mean, the sky being the the perfect clock. I mean, it's um, you know it um, it's. The sun, I mean, there's just they—they they say it's 93 million miles away, man. I mean, there's 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 just no way, man. I mean, that 
that that thing is right there. <laughs> well, imagine the other. Imagine what they say about the stars, bro. Twenty-four trillion miles away for the closest star. Like, like right. that and is they, insane to me. You know, right. how do they even know what stars are made out of? They try to say, well, we know it, that it's gases and it's made out of this. It's made out of that. How are you going to know that? There's no, there's no, have we ever traveled uh 24 trillion miles away? No, dude, there's no way. So how are they going to be able to tell us exactly what stars are made out of? Or, or, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's all theories, all right. theories. Right. That's and all. I mean, you, you zoom in on some of these stars, man, and they're, they're just doing crazy shit. It's, I mean, it's not what they're saying it is. It's, uh, these things are like all over the place doing like psychedelic patterns and just really, yeah. really, really crazy shit. Yeah. If you take your, uh, if you take like a bowl of water and you, and you turn off the, the light and you put a light through the bowl of water and you shine it up on the ceiling, that's exactly what they look like they're doing. That's what's crazy. And, and now when you look at, when people say, oh yeah, well, NASA shows us this, this planet looking like this. But then when you look at it through a, like a Nikon camera, it's totally different. Also, like you can get a Nikon camera and you could zoom in on a star and how do the, how does it zoom in on the star and the star gets bigger if it's 90, what are the 20, 24 trillion miles away or whatever? How does the star get bigger? It should stay the same size. The Nikon should never, can ne- should never be able to bring it closer to you because it's so far away. It's like, you know, it, it, it shouldn't even matter. Like it's 24 trillion miles away. The Nikon should be able to just keep it. It would, should look the same exact way, right? Because it's so far away, but it actually brings it forward and you can see it better. And you see what the stars are doing, right? You were, you were saying, you've seen those, probably those videos of them, right? How, how it shouldn't be able to zoom in. It's not that good, bro. The, the P one, what is it? The P 900s shouldn't be that good, bro. Yeah, to do 24 we, train miles. We do, away, so. Yeah, we do. We do not have stuff that sees that far. We, <laughs> no. we, they're, they're Our eyes no too. <laughs> Some people can't even see uh, a stoplight. Sometimes it's such bad right. eyes. Our eyes are great, but you know, God bless us with great eyes, but to see that far away, it's, it's crazy. But uh, there's, there's also some interesting stuff in the Bible too. The Bible says that the moon is a light and the sun is a light. Okay. So obviously we know the sun is a light, but it says that the moon is a light too. So Genesis 1, 14 through 19, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons. That's what you were talking about earlier, that the signs and the seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven and give the light upon the earth. So what that's saying is that the lights are the, the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Like I'm in the room right now. So the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament and the firmament is solid. Okay. So that's, what's really interesting about the flat earth theory, because that's what they say. They say that there's a dome and the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Now, what it also says is, um, and God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, which would be the sun, obviously, and the lesser light to rule the night, which would be the moon. He made, so it said two great lights. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, what I thought was interesting about um, about that is the moon's light is uh is actually the the moon's light is colder uh in the light than it is in the shade the shade is actually warmer uh the moon's 
shade or the night shade than it is in the actual moon's light. So the moon's light is colder. They actually take a temperature gauge, they check the, the shade, and it's actually colder. I'm sorry, it's warmer. than it, And then if you look on the sunlight, obviously it's hotter in the sun, and then the, the shade is cooler. So I thought that was kind of interesting that it kind of goes along with it. Um, there's a lot of different verses that correlate with that too, where it talks about, um, uh, it says, it talks about in Ezekiel 32, 7, um, I will cover the sun with the cloud and the moon shall not give her light, uh, which is kind of interesting too, is that this says like her light. Like, I don't know why it says her, I guess that's just the translation, but um, there's also, there's plenty of verses I could go through where it talks about the moon giving off her light. So what the scientists say is the sun is shining off of the moon and, and then the moon's light is coming onto the earth. Now, I don't know, man. Uh, when, sometimes it's the moon's light is super bright, dude. Like, I don't know if, if, the, if the sun is able to shine off of that. Like, I believe that the moon is its own light, like the Bible says, and the sun is its own light. So as, you, as I'm going through this, you're going to see how the Bible contradicts what scientists say you know and it's for me i'm gonna believe the 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 creator that created the earth you know and created the sun created the moon over what scientists are saying right um obviously most of them not all of them but a lot of them are gonna be uh atheist and not believe in god or they're gonna be darwin or they're gonna be you know big bang or they're gonna try to you know they're gonna go with their theories instead of what the bible actually says now now we were talking about the firmament. Let's let's get into that a little bit because I think that's um, probably one of the most important things for the Definitely. flat Earth. Um, Definitely. So, all right. So, uh, now keep in mind, guys, that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. Okay, so the firmament is going to be there, and the moon, sun, and the stars are inside the firmament. Okay, so, um, like I said, firmament means rakia in Hebrew, uh, and then it's going to be stereoma in Greek, which means solid. Okay. And, uh, and as I go through some of these verses, it's supporting God's throne, okay? There's going to be water above the firmament, and God's throne is above that. So you're going to see these verses kind of explain. Um, now, there is a theory about the firmament that uh, a glober has. His name is uh, Kent Hovind. And his theory was that the firmament was a solid piece of ice, uh, like a canopy surrounding the earth. And when the flood happened, the ice melted. But the thing is, uh, he, he forgot to, to, to read the verse all the way where it says that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament. So that means that he'd have to place the uh, canopy on the outside of the whole universe, which that doesn't work. He was just trying – this is just one of his theories, though, and, and, and he's a great creationist. I'm not trying to put him down or anything, but um, he doesn't believe in the flat earth, so – He's adding to Genesis with his theory in, instead of just reading it for what it is, I believe, right? Um, so in Genesis 1, 6 through 8, it says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the, the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the day morning were the second day. One thing I thought was interesting is, Every time he creates something like day one, he says, and God said it was good. Day two, when he created the firmament, he didn't say it was good. He didn't say that. But day three, day four, day five, day six, he said it was good. So I believe day two, he said that because the firmament is separating God from man. So that's why I believe he doesn't, 
you know, it doesn't say it was good. Personally, that's just my interpretation, but I kind of I looked into it. I was like, I wonder why he doesn't say that. Um, so um, that's why I believe when we die, we have to be spirit to go through the firmament to get to heaven, or you have to be spirit to go into Sheol or hell in the earth. That's what I believe the Bible says. I believe the Bible says that every knee will bow, everybody in heaven, it says on the earth and in the earth, right? So it's like, what? It's it's uh, Second Philippians 10. Uh, it says that. And also says that when Jesus died, he, us, he descended into the earth and then he ascended to heaven. So that means he went down in the earth and ascended, which means up to heaven. Uh, Isaiah, uh, sorry, not Isaiah, Elijah, he was able to go straight to heaven. And what did it say? Elijah went up to heaven. So that means heaven is up. Uh, also, um, Enoch, it says that he went up to heaven because heaven is up. When you're a kid, what do you believe heaven is? Up. And you believe hell is down. Before you get put into school and they just tell you all this other stuff in, in science class. Now, when I was a kid, I always believed that heaven was up. And I always believed that hell was down in the earth. And when you read the Bible, it's actually what it says. Um, so when people try to talk about like, dude, it's not flat, bro. It's hollow. I'm like, listen, guys, it's both. Hell is in the earth, and and I believe it is flat with, with God's throne above the firmament. So I believe that it's both. So we can marry flat earth and hollow earth on the same podcast right now, dude. So they're married together now. So if you want to get mad at me for saying flat earth, no, it's hollow. Well, I'll tell you right now, the Bible talks about in the earth, man. I have a whole podcast on it where I could go through each verse where it says in the earth. And even Job was talking to God as well uh, in heaven. And he says, where have you been? He said, I've been going to and fro on the earth and in the earth. And God does not tell the devil, you were not in the earth. He just said, okay, you know, that's where you've been. Because God knows that there's something obviously important in the earth for the devil, which is probably shield or hell. I don't know either one, however you want to say it. So I think it's interesting. Any questions about this so far? Uh, not really questions. I mean, um, it's just super interesting, man. I mean, uh, it's, it's really wild. Uh, yeah. What do you think about, um, what do you think about NASA saying, uh, Van Allen radiation belt? Uh, well, I think AKA firmament. Yeah. I think that the Van Allen, Van Allen radiation belt is, something they're going to talk to us about so that we as independent uh, civilians will never go up there because we'll be like, Oh, well, I never want to go through that validation belt. So we'll never try to travel through space. Cause we're going to think that we're going to get killed by the radiation. But what I believe is, um, which I'll go over a few things uh, about, you know, operation fishbowl and all that stuff. I believe that they tried, you know, but I don't believe, I believe they cannot penetrate it. It's unpenetratable by anything that man can do. So um, I think the Van Allen Ration Belt is interesting. I think that a lot of Globers that do believe in the Bible believe that that is the firmament. But the only thing is, is, is firmament means solid. 
you know, and and stereoma means uh, solid, right? Beaten out. There's there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a firmament in in uh, you know in Hebrew where it's like a bowl, a solid bowl, right? That's what it means, solid. So I don't know. A Van Allen radiation belt is more like, uh, is more like radiation, right? Totally different. And and here's the thing: radiation would go along with what the Big Bang theory says because what they say is. Well, I could shoot up a radiation, and, and it's all equal everywhere in, in space. So that's when the, the explosion happened with the Big Bang, and that's why we can see all the radiation. Like, deep, same there, same there. Because, so it's all radiation because of the explosion. But the Big Bang, you got to think about it. We had uh, two Big Bangs. We had Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, two atom bombs that went off. And I didn't see any building come together. I saw destruction. I didn't see any construction from those explosions, right? Did you see any of the buildings explode and then come back together because of gravity? Heck no. You saw those explosions. Are it? And who knows if those were even – I've had some people tell me that those might not even happen. So I'm not sure. All I'm saying with the videos that I saw, explosion, right? It's all destruction. No construction comes from an explosion. So they want us to believe that an explosion happened in, the, in space – and everything just came together through gravity. Now, what I would like them to do with the Big Bang is to take United States and push it into a little atom. If they could do that, dude, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll, even if they could take the city of Rialto or LA and push it into a little atom, I'd be surprised. But they're talking about a little atom exploded into the whole uh, galaxy, bro. It, it's just... it. That's the craziest theory ever for people to believe. Like, what are you talking about? You know, it's it's crazy, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep going with the firmament. So um, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I definitely <laughs> I definitely want to hear more about Operation Fishbowl. I mean, I de- I definitely believe that there is something up there. We cannot get through it. We've been trying. Uh, you know, I I just don't think that. Uh, it's it's something that we don't really fully understand. <laughs> well, even back in the Bible in Genesis 10, you see that Nimrod, who is like the ultimate occultist back then, it was trying to build the tower of Babel, Babel up, oh. right? They were building it up to heaven because they wanted to get into heaven and they wanted to kill God because they were mad about all of the Nephilim getting killed in the flood, right? All these, all their ancestors got killed in the flood. Well, we want to go up there. I'm a warrior. I'm going to go kill God. And they were building a tower up to heaven. So why would God let uh, a bunch of Freemasons go to the moon with no problem like they said they did, but he's not going to let Nimrod build a tower up to heaven, right? The reason why they were building a tower up is because they knew that they could get up. And now they, they're not going to be able to go through the firmament, but they didn't know that. But they were trying to. There's another book. I think it's the book of Jasher where it talks about that it was like one mile by one mile. And there's bricks after bricks they're trying to build. And they were more mad about a brick falling than an actual human. That's how they were. They were like trying to get up there. For sure. Now, were they trying to maybe mate with fallen angels again or or have sex with angels again like it happened in Genesis 6 and have more Nephilim? That could be what they were trying to do because maybe they were trying to start that 
an army, right, to go against God because Nimrod was like a hunter of men. Now, I don't know if he was part Nephilim or giant or what. Some people say that, but I don't know because the Bible doesn't state that. But there's some interesting thoughts about that. But um, so now that that theory that I told you about where they talked about the ice uh, being around the earth, well, that, you know, that doesn't make sense because David, uh, after the flood, talks about water being above the heavens. It says... um, you know, praise the Lord uh, from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his hosts, praise him, the sun and moon, praise him, the stars of light, praise him, the heavens of heavens and waters that be above the heavens. So that's why I talked about the firmament. There's water above the firmament, right? So um, now when I told you that God's throne is above the firmament, here's a verse that you can kind of, uh, here's a verse that, that talks about that. Ezekiel 10.1. Then I looked and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them was a, uh, were a sapphire stone as the appearance of likeness of a throne. So there's going to be a throne above the firmament, right? Um, also in, uh, let's see, also in, um, in Amos 9.6. Uh, this is, this is the NASB version. It says the one who builds is this is, uh, yeah. Amos nine, six, the one who builds his upper chambers in the heavens and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth. He who calls the waters of the sea and pours them out over his face of the earth. The Lord is his name. So the vaulted dome over the earth, like it, it literally says that in the Bible right here, this is an NASB version. So this is a different version. This is going to be like um, uh, different than the King James. The King James says um, troops. Uh, uh, it says it says founded his troops over the earth. But troops is like uh, people all coming together. So it's though I, I don't really know how to explain that as far as like why it says troops because I don't know Hebrew, you know, for that one. But it says vaulted dome. Uh, if you look at the Catholic Bible, which I'm not Catholic, it also says dome. Uh, it actually says, instead of firmament, it says dome in their Bible. So it's like, dude, I, I'm not saying that the, the, you know, it's just, it's just interesting. Um, there's also Revelation 4, 6. It says, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of a throne and around about the throne were four beasts full of eyes and before him. So um, it's saying that there's a throne above the firmament and below that is like a sea of glass crystal right so it gets interesting now we can get into operation fishbowl now so we can go into like the the scientific side of it or the or the military side of it so it says uh operation fishbowl the original name of that operation was dominique chama uh operation fishbowl was a series of high altitude nuclear tests in 1962 that were carried out by the united states as a part of a larger operation dominique chama nuclear test program um dominique in latin means belonging to the lord chama means fixed shell so basically it's like a fixed shell belonging to the lord if you look at a fishbowl that's going to be a glass over land and on top is a circle so what they're trying to do the missiles that they blew up uh, was like thor missiles so they're trying to take thor's hammer and blow up the glass or the firmament and it didn't work because they were shooting these things up 
And they were saying from uh, atmosphere to atmosphere, they're saying explosions, but they never got through. Now, good thing they didn't because I believe there's water above the firmament. And I think that's how God flooded the earth. I think he opened up the heavens. It said he even says that he opened up the heavens and water came and flooded the earth and also from the great deeps. So good thing they didn't do that. Now, what is uh, also a, an interesting thing is Warner Von Braun. He was the first director of NASA and uh, Nazi scientists that came from Operation Paperclip. He brought all of his scientists over to America and also to Russia. Uh, you know, Russia got some and America got some. And uh, we took those Nazi scientists and we put them into high places. Russia took those Nazi scientists, tried to find out their technology, and they were like, we already have it. Boom. And they just they, they paid them regular wages and they sent them back to Germany. And then we went and got those ones too. So we put them in like CEO positions of uh, you know NASA and all these different things. So now Warner Von Braun supposedly got saved at 66 years old, which is an interesting number, right? All these sixes. Um, but he put on his tombstone Psalms 19.1, which it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. For him to put that on there, it's like... He's either giving us a clue, a breadcrumb, or he is just, you know, just putting that. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting, man. He's, um, you know, for him to put that, it's very interesting. But yeah, um, why why would that be on his tombstone? You know, I mean, it's got it's got to be some some sort of clue, or they want us to think that. Or I mean, it's it to, to, exactly. to me. It, to me, it seems like it's it's a just like you said, uh, type of bread uh, breadcrumb. But I mean, uh, yeah, you you know, we we have these uh, a- amateur rocketeers sent sending out these rockets, and it, it gets to like seventy five miles above the land, and when you hear it at the at the very top, it sounds like it hits water. It's, it's, yeah, that's exactly. what it sounds like. Boom. Yeah, yeah, boom, and yeah, <laughs> stop. It's a, Sounds like it hits water. And, you see uh, it moving off slow. It's like, yeah, that? really, really weird. There's, there's something up there, man. Yeah, and they do not want us to ever uh, go up. You know, like they, the blue orbit goes like, and then it comes back down. But you can literally make people zero G by just putting them in a plane and going down. So when they try to say, oh, we're zero gravity, as you notice, they're not actually going into what you we would call space at all. They're just going up. Past the blue and coming straight back down, and that's it. That's that's all they're taking their passengers, right. and they're trying to say we see the curvature. But then Neil Tyson DeGrasse will tell you they're not high enough to see the curvature. So it's like, and then they have fish-eyed lenses when they're doing it, and then when they get to a certain point, you're going to see how flat it is. You know what I mean? And they also there's there's they've put weather balloons 125,000 feet up, and what do you see? Flat, and and the horizon. Right stays with your eye level if it's on if it's on a globe it should start dipping over and it should you know it's going to start dipping over like because it's a circle right it's supposed to be a, a globe it's at least the horizon supposed to be going down but it stays exactly level with your eye and i see like these these amateur uh uh rockets and also uh i seen an amateur rocket go up and and get high enough to, and dude you see that it's just flat bro the weather balloons flat, but the other weather balloons from the colleges, you're going to see a curvature because they put a fisheye lens on there. So it's like, why are we seeing two different things? You know, 
Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, so I did talk about how I believe that God's throne is above the firmament. Now there's three heavens, right? The three heavens would be, uh, one of them would be where the birds fly, right? Which would be the sky. And then it would be where the moon, sun, and the stars are. And above that would be the firmament. So uh, Paul in the Bible talks about going to the third heaven. Uh, the reason why I think this is interesting is the way he explains it. Because if God's throne is above the firmament and he put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament, that means that God's throne has to be trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away, right? Because the moon, sun, and the stars or the whole galaxy would be in the firmament. So the firmament would have to be outside of the galaxy. So here's what it says. It says, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, whether out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such such one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. Now, or, or how he was caught up, into paradise and her unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. So he's caught up to paradise, which is, which is the third heaven. Now, first of all, he says, whether I'm in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Now that's kind of interesting because if you were caught up to the third heaven and you had to go through uh, space and galaxies and you see the, the earth spinning and uh, the sun and all this different stuff going on and you're, can you, you're caught all the way up trillions upon trillions of trillions of miles away. I think that you would know. Suit my bad. Um, I think you would know. Um, you know. I think you would have wrote a whole entire book on that, right? Because men are captivated by space. Obviously, you could see all these people addicted to NASA and the space and universe. So Paul probably would have told us right here. I went to the third heaven. You guys have no idea. But all he's talking about is. I heard unspeakable words, which are not lawful for a man to utter. He's not saying I passed galaxy after galaxy and uh, this star. And, and then all of a sudden I got, I finally went to the third heaven and it was insane. And then he, then he sent me back. No, nah, he doesn't say that. So I think it's, it's interesting. Um, and also Ezekiel was talking about going to the third heaven and seeing God's throne above it. You don't see Ezekiel talking about, you know, oh, I had, I had to go through all these stars and galaxies and I couldn't breathe. And oh, then there was all this. Nah, dude, he just says he went up to the third heaven. The firmament is close, man. I think it's a lot closer than we think. And we, wow. I mean, we, we also see uh, Ezekiel talking about these flying wheels that show up. Wheel uh, within a wheel. Yes. Right. You know, uh, a fiery wheel showing up. I mean, what what is that? It's a, it's a UFO is what I'm thinking. Yeah. It, and you know what? That's it gets really interesting. And I've had some people uh, talk about that. They believe that's what angels have to use to travel here on earth. And and because it, it does say that there's an angel that's that's controlling this. So what people do is they, they connect that to UFOs on earth, right? Because the UFOs, when people get abducted, what happens? They take the people and they want to try to impregnate them. What did the fallen angels do uh, back in Genesis 6? They had sex with women to try it. It's basically the, the, the sons of God went into the daughters of men. What is that? What, what is that? Oh, that's a fallen angel having sex with a human and then having giants or Nephilim. So they're always trying. What it is is the God versus the devil and everything we do. And even from the very beginning at the, at the garden, uh, God versus the devil. The devil had Eve sin. And then God said that, that he's going to put enmity between her seed and his seed, right? Satan's seed. So what Satan does is 
okay, what seed are we talking about? Is it going to be Cain? So he made he had Cain murder his brother. So he's like, okay, cool. I took care of that seed. Well, what he didn't know is the seed is going to be in the future. It's going to be the Messiah. So once he found that out, then he's he's trying to mess up the DNA to try to make it so that 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 Jesus doesn't come through the line of David. So it is this, it's like a chess match between the two throughout the whole entire Bible between God and the devil. Obviously, devil is is not going to be able to uh, step outside of time like God and read everything like a scroll, right? So it's it's literally that's why the Bible is so intriguing when you start finding this type of stuff out. When you read it and you take it literal and you just you see certain things. Now that the, the devil, his seed is going to be what the Antichrist. That's the devil's seed. Now this this is Ryan Peterson. This is this somebody I had on my show. Uh, sorry, I don't want to get off topic, but uh, you guys can look into that. The devil's seed would be the Antichrist. So is the devil going to have sex with the woman to have the Antichrist? And that's going to be like another in, incursion, maybe. It's 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 interesting. But all right, let's get back to. Flat Earth, because I don't want to jump off subject. So uh, that'll be a whole different show if you want to go over something like that. So now uh, here's another thing about God's throne being above the firmament. When Jesus was baptized, what happened? Jesus, uh, this is Matthew 3.16. Uh, it says, and Jesus, he was baptized and went straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, the voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So from heaven, the voice is going to be God the father saying, this is my beloved son in, in whom I'm well pleased. So God's voice came from heaven up, right? Not trillions upon trillions of miles away. It's it's a lot closer, guys, okay? Um, also in uh, another verse, 2 Peter 1.17 it says, for, for when God received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice was born to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So we heard a voice from heaven. Because God's a lot closer, man. It, it's, 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 it's a lot closer. Um, and then there's more uh, stuff about the appearance of sapphire stone in Ezekiel. Uh, that's, the, that's closer to the verse that you're talking about with the wheel within the wheel. It says, and above the firmament that was over the heads was like the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness and the appearance of a man uh, above upon it. So on the throne was appearance of a man above the firmament. So this is this is all interesting stuff, man. Um, now there's also some verses that the Globers do try to use. Uh, saying that, hey, this is this is the one that tells you that that, that this is the uh, that this talking about a globe. But what they don't understand is in Hebrew, there's no word for sphere or globe. Now there's there is a word for ball. Okay, so Isaiah 40, uh, 21, 22, it says. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. So it says he who sits above the circle of the earth. So the earth. Now, if you look at the flat earth map, it is a circle. And if he is on a dome or a firmament looking down at us, then that we're like grasshoppers to him. So it does make sense. He's on the throne looking down on us, and there's a circle uh, around us as Antarctica. That's what we believe. No, I, I'm not a how. I don't see the Bible saying that yet. You know, because you know it doesn't say that. 
but that's what the flat earth map looks like. It does make sense to me, uh, but it would be a giant circle. God's thrown above that, looking down on us like grasshoppers. He also says uh, that he stretches out the heavens like a curtain, right? And, and uh, a tent to dwell in. So he's putting a tent on what? A flat ground. He would not be putting a tent. And, and their tents are like domes, bro. That's what their tents used to look like. If you look at them, uh, the old Hebrew tents are just like domes. So he's putting the tent for us to dwell in. And he's looking at us like grasshoppers. Now, it's, I think it's interesting because if people knew this, that God was looking at us like grasshoppers, you know, through the firmament, I think it's like when your boss comes in, you know, you're like, you start straightening out and you're like typing like, okay, your boss is here. He's watching. So you're going to be acting a little better. So I just think the world would be a lot better if they knew some of this information. You know, I, I think it, it points totally to a creator, not evolution, not by accident, not you guys are just, uh, you know, pond scum, uh, one organism, your, your relatives are trees, uh, squirrels, uh, whales, wolves, dogs, all this different stuff, like uh, monkeys, chimpanzees. It's like, what are you talking about? The Bible is pretty clear that it says that everything comes after its kind, you know, not macro evolution where it's just a new species and a new, it's come on, dude, like seriously. So I think it's interesting. So I did talk about the ball, right? That it is in Hebrew, the ball. So it says Isaiah twenty two eighteen. he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country and thou shalt not die. There are chariots and, uh, or thou shalt die. Sorry. And there are chariots, thy glory and the, sh and the shame and thy Lord's house. So God is, now, uh, Isaiah obviously knows the difference between a ball and a circle. So he used, he chose to use the circle instead of using ball. So I think that's interesting. And I believe God it would have a word for sphere or globe in Hebrew. If it is a globe, I, I would think, right? <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. So, uh, so we have that. We're getting close to the end here. I know that you're, it's late for you, bro. It's probably like, uh, what time is it? Yeah, you're, it's like almost one in the morning where you're at. So we're, we're getting close. Uh, I just want to let you know because I know that you're sticking with me here and it, I appreciate um, it. Um, dude, I'm fully, fully, <laughs> fully with you. It's uh, it's uh, one fourteen in the morning here. I know okay. we're, on, we're on opposite ends of the country. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, the the antarctica thing i want to i want to get there bef before we have to leave uh you know the antarctica thing um i mean what what is going on down there man okay so let's talk about um uh, okay let me see I, I need to pull back my memory because okay so uh there's operation deep freeze which was one of the things that uh admiral bird did right and this high, is like in, high uh, jump of course Operation High Jump. There was deep freeze and high jump. So when he went, he came back. And at first of all, it was like a quick mission. It was supposed to be like when you load up Navy and you're all going down there with ships and, and planes and you're and you got all this gear, then they, you think that they're going to be down there for a long time. It actually ended up being a shorter mission. And some people, you know, I guess in his journal, which I don't know if he wrote it or not, or I'm not sure, you know, I, I believe that he did. It talks about him getting in fights with, uh, you know, UFOs and Nazis, um, New Schwaben, all that stuff. But 
Here's the thing that's crazy. He said that when he went to Antarctica, he found extra land that is as big as the United States that is uninhabited and un, uh, un, all the resources and everything have not been touched, untouched, right? right. He said extra, that extra on terra. extra territory. He said that on national television. So soon as that happened on the, in the, that was the late, I think that's the late, that's like 50s, something like that. This is what happened. He has, he's a Freemason, first of all. So that's something we need to know. He was a Freemason and his uh, brother was a, was a Senator. He was also Freemason and his cousin was uh, the owner. This is something that I looked into. He's the owner of the, the thing that Oswald worked for and, sh- and, and, and shot out of, what is it? The, uh, the Kennedy assassination. What was that? The, the, uh, the school book depository. There you go, man. His yeah. cousin owned that. So it's like, who knows if that's just uh who knows, you know, that's just a, a something I found out. But anyways, so Admiral Byrd, his brother was a senator and what he his brother brought the Antarctic Treaty and he was really pushing for the Antarctic Treaty. So whatever Ad- Admiral Byrd saw down there, I'm not sure. All I know is when he came back in the 1958 Encyclopedia Britannica, it says that at 13,800 feet, something like that, that they found a dome in Antarctica, okay? That's what it says, okay? Think about this. If it's at 13,000 feet, it's it's above all of the the, the rest of the, uh, the world or, you know, the rest of the world, right? So it's that high up. You got oceans on the inside of that. So we're just like a, we're basically like a, a like a, a, like a pond, a big pond, right? And, and those, those ice wall, if it does go all around, is going to hold in that water. Now, if you think about the flood, if it, all it is is water coming in through the firmament, because it says that God opened up the, the heavens, the, the firmament, water coming in, and then you got waters coming from the deep, and it also rained as well. So it's easier to flood a flat earth that way. All you got to do is just have the water go above 13,000 feet, a little bit above, and now you, the whole earth is flooded. Now, if you're on a ball, how the heck are you going to flood the ball? That's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, I know God can do anything. You can do miracles, but it's going to be harder to flood that ball. But flat earth with the Antarctica, does it not make sense to flood the whole earth? And and, it, and the firmament is holding that water in. It just gets, it, it's interesting, man. It's, it's so interesting. Um, now, that's what I think is interesting is everything after he came back from Operation uh, high jump, everything was in motion. As you saw, NASA, Disney, all these different companies are pushing the globe, the globe, the globe, that the government was pushing going to space. There's all these books written about going to Mars, going to the moon. Uh, There's all the, you you look at like Universal, they have a, a spinning globe before they even knew for sure if it was a globe. Oh, they were already pushing this propaganda. So that was after, and then NASA was formed, and now they got the Saturn rocket. Which, if you look at the Germans, that's there's uh, the the Brotherhood of Saturnalia. That's like one of the big secret societies there, right? And then you got like uh, Hitler was all into Hollow Earth, trying to like I need to go to Antarctica and all the. It's just, bro. There's so much going on in during that time, and the people were sucked in like crazy because they they didn't even know about tvs yet and all that like once the tv came out they didn't know that it's just going to be a program 
a constant programming of your brain, which that's what it is, right? And um, it's a channel, you know, and then you got like the, the, the box, which is like a median, and then you got the program you're watching. So it's once they had the moon landing, that was it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. People were like, the moon? Oh, okay, we landed on the moon now. That's what got everybody infatuated with space. They had Star Trek, Star Wars, all this different stuff. And uh, everybody was sucked into space. But come to find out, uh, you know, look into the moon landing and all that stuff. That's a whole nother episode too, man. It's like, man. Absolutely, man. I mean, telling lies to your vision through programming. There you go. I mean, Mm -hmm. they they don't call it that for no reason. Yes, telling lies. Exactly, dude. And um, so I think there's some interesting stuff. Um, also, I think that's interesting is um, when Jesus comes back in Revelation, uh, it says that every eye will see. Now, if you were on a globe, only a fourth of the people would be able to see. But if you're on a flat earth, a flat plane, uh, then you can, every eye would be able to see. So I think it's interesting that it says that. And also, uh, Jesus also and Isaiah both say that stars are going to fall from heaven to the earth in the end times. Um, if you are a Christian and you are to believe uh, that Jesus cannot sin, which that's what I believe, he lived a sinless life. On Mark 13, 24, 25, he is on the earth and he tells them, because they ask him, what's going to happen in the end days? He says, but in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. That's Jesus saying that, her light, okay? And the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall not be sh- shall be shaken. So I think it's interesting. Also, Isaiah says the same thing, that the stars are going to fall. Now, if stars are all suns with planets rotating around them, and there's 200 billion stars in the sky, like they say, and those and they're bigger than our sun, how are the stars going to fall to the earth? That does not make sense with what Jesus just said right there. And Jesus, you know, we believe uh, as Christians that Jesus is God, right, in the flesh. So... That doesn't make sense to me with the scientific view of what stars are, you know? They're, we have bigger problems to worry about if the stars are suns, dude, and they're going to fall to the earth. Oh, my goodness, yeah. bro. I mean, it's, we have way bigger problems to worry about than the Antichrist or something, right? Um, and it talks about in Revelation as well that the stars are going to fall from heaven like fig trees. Um, also, uh, also, I remember I was telling you, like, if, if God's – if hell is in the earth, like the Bible says, and God's throne is above the firmament and he put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament and the universe is ever expanding, why would God put hell so close to us, but he would be so far away? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense, dude. does not make sense. It does make sense, though, if there's a dome and there's moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament, everything's a lot closer. Uh, the, the, a lot of the flat earthers believe that the, the sun or the moon is like maybe 3,000 miles away. And all the um, the reason why they say that is because that experiment where they talked about like having like a stick in the ground and then a, a stick further out, and they said, "Well, that proved the globe." 
Well, if it would also work on a flat Earth too, if the sun was closer, like if it was three thousand miles away, that that same experiment would work. And and I, I like the flat Earth community because they're actually going out and, and they're they're actually doing uh, experiments and they're trying to prove stuff. Like instead of doing pseudoscience where it's all theories and all that, they're actually trying to prove stuff. They're they're taking a camera, going out, seeing a lighthouse that's you know sixteen miles away. You do the Earth. Uh, calculator and it's like whoa we're not supposed to be able to see the lighthouse uh they're they're also looking at uh you know um like the the furthest uh shot from from one mountain to this other one is like 240 miles if you do the curve dude it's supposed to be like do like four thousand miles of curvature you're not even supposed to see the mountain at all but you see the mountain there's there's just a lot of stuff that makes sense to me you know uh that that the other stuff that they tell us just doesn't for me. Um, so what I think it is mostly the reason uh, I believe is to hide the creator, obviously to hide God. Um, the devil knows that if, you know, Jesus says, if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. So the devil knows that he wants us to not have any faith. Um, the, the Illuminati, you know, the, the Freemasons, you know, the black nobility, the Rosicrucians, all these different secret societies. You know, when you get into conspiracies, you find out that they're, they're, they're running stuff. Uh, America, you see like the Washington Monument. You see like a big obelisk, which is like the bail. And then you see like uh, Capitol Hill, which is like 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 Rome. And then you have like the belly of Osiris and 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 uh or isis i'm sorry like there's a capitol building you see all this stuff you see freemason stuff you see george washington on the top of the of the of the of the capitol building with with all these stars around him which are like fallen angels and he went he ascended to godhood you see that it's all a cult like like you're talking about a cult 45 it's like america's not it's not the same as we thought we think that republicans are christians and they're they're great you know and and, and we came over here to, to for christianity and freedom of religion but freedom of religion is not so that that christians can be in church freedom of religion is so that they can practice their occult practices and the freemasons and the rosicrucians and the jesuits and all them could practice their stuff not because so that christians christians were already going to church they didn't need to put that out for that they put it out so that there's freedom of religion, so that Satan worshipers could do their thing. Uh, you know, all these different uh, occult stuff can have their, uh, and then they're backed by the government. They're allowed to do it. So I don't believe that, you know, freedom of religion was so that, um, so that we could, uh, Christians can go to church. That was already happening. You know what I mean? So right. it's just, it, it's, it gets interesting. Um so we have that. I think I've gone over most of the stuff. Let me let me get to the bottom. I think the best way to kind of wrap this up is to show you how everything connects to like the mark of the beast, man, to 666. So uh, in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.11, it says, um, and, the, and for this, God shall send them strong delusion and they shall believe a lie. Um, so it's talking about even the elect will be uh, deceived. So I think that it, I'm not saying for sure, but it could be that the globe could be the strong delusion. And it's something that I, I think there's a spiritual 
backing when when you when you tell somebody about flat earth people get mad like super mad it's like like they want to fight you because they're holding on to that globe and space so much so it could be the delusion that god sent because if you go through the whole bible it's saying something opposite of the globe and opposite of what scientists say so if you look at the the diameter of the earth is like twenty five thousand miles when you put it into like autocad or you do like a uh uh, a calculation like a trigonometry every one mile is eight inches squared right so if you take eight inches and divide it by 12 it's going to be 0.66 of a foot if you go to one mile it's going to be 6.66 of a foot if you go 10 miles 66.6 feet of curvature if you go 100 miles it's 666 feet of curvature so you have 666 right there um six is six is everywhere man then you got 66,600 miles an hour rotating around the sun. So now we got three sixes right there. Um, we're 24.4 degree earth access. Subtract 90. You got 66.6 degrees right there. Um, Isaac Newton, he wrote his gravity theory in 1666. So you have sixes everywhere. And uh, as I was going through a lot of this stuff, you know, with Copernicus, you're going to find sixes there. It's just... It's interesting, man. So interesting. But the Bible, guys, is, is I'm telling you guys, I know that people it gets a bad rap. Some people will say, oh, it's it's you know, it's hard to read. Or dude, I'm telling you guys, the truth is on your nightstand. You could go through every flat earth video for the next three or four years and get sold on the creation. But what truly matters is is the creator, okay? Who created this? So I suggest you guys, everything I went through is all out of the Bible. You know, I'm not putting anything. Um, I, I had a couple more verses to go through, but it's all right. I, I know it's getting late. And um, I, I think I, I kind of made my point, I believe. And uh, I, I kind of like to do this from a biblical perspective. It's nice because I could jump on a, a Colt 45 podcast. Maybe you don't have as many people doing biblical verses. I could come on and spit like, 40 of them and nobody cares. It's, it's great. I could go on like a new age podcast and spit 40 Bible verses and, and people get at least get the uh, introduced to a lot of the stuff in the word. And if you start looking into the flat earth or the hollow earth, um, I did a hollow earth podcast as well, where I could connect uh, hollow earth to, to hell being in the earth. Uh, if, if they did, if this is a globe, for example, and let's say there is an opening in Antarctica, like people believe with the hollow earth and they, and what did, what did you talk about going in the earth? Uh, you know, Admiral bird and seeing ascended masters, he's meeting demons. Okay. In the earth. Those aren't like good people. They're, he's meeting demons in the earth. Or some people believe that there's Nephilim and giants in the earth. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man, but think about that. Nephilim are what, what are demons? What, what they, what, people believe is Nephilim, uh, their spirits are demons. That's what they believe that the, the, the spirits of the Nephilim became demons and they're stuck on this earth, right? Because they're not, they weren't, they weren't, uh, human. They were half angel and half human. So you got to look into that. It's really interesting. The Bible has a lot of stuff. Um, but it's really about the Redeemer. It's all about, about Jesus. And you can see him throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament. Uh, it says that God used, you know, God created uh, through Jesus, right? 
And um, a lot, that's that's what Jesus he he's he is the Word, man. So I think I think God created through Jesus, and and that Trinity is 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 shown through pretty much through the through the Old Testament and the New Testament as well, and it gets interesting. Absolutely, man. Josh Monday laying it out. I mean, these ancient texts bring in so much truth to us. Um, I think uh, there's a lot more truth in these books than we're led to believe. And you did a great job laying it out for me, for all the listeners. And uh, thank you for that. And we're just spreading this truth and uh, talking about... uh, the stuff that makes people weirded out, man. I mean, th- this is the this is the shit we need to be talking about, man. Because there's a lot of truth in these books, man. I there's a lot, there's a lot of truth, and and it is the truth. And Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, the life. Like I'm telling you guys, like it gets so interesting. But um, I just would suggest, uh, you know, definitely looking into this for yourself. Uh, you know, don't. Don't don't shy away from it. I know a lot of people might think that it's a, um, uh, you know, oh, it's a psyop or it's this or it's that. But look into it first. And if you're a Christian, think about all the verses I just spit and go read them for yourself. Pray to God and then pray for discernment and he'll let you guys know what's going on with it. And uh, check out my podcast. My YouTube is Josh Monday Music and Podcast. You can check out all the music that I have and my podcast. And uh, it's me and my brother. And we have a new guest on at all times. We have like, you know, we've had, we had a, a round table, flat earth round table with Dave Weiss, Mark Sargent, um, uh, just, a, just a whole bunch of, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. I, I can't remember the other guy for some reason. My mind just went blank uh, for some reason. I've just, I apologize to, <laughs> to him. <laughs> but we have a good round table. Uh, oh man, I, I, I'm gonna feel bad now. <laughs> it's okay, man. It is, it is getting late and I want to thank you for coming on the Colt 45 podcast, Josh Monday. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, we had a great conversation. It was Dave Mur- and- Sorry. It was Dave Murphy. Sorry. Dave Weiss, Dave Murphy and Mark Sargent all on the same podcast. Check out the show guys and check out my music if you can. And, and, uh, you'll see it on there. So sorry about that. Definitely, definitely. All right, Josh. Well, thanks for coming on the Colt 45 podcast. And I really hope to talk in the future and uh, maybe go a little bit deeper on some some of these other topics. Bro, we could get, I'll show you uh, hell is in the earth in the Bible. I could I could go over so many different things. Or if you just want to get deep into conspiracies, I could do that as well. You know, uh, black nobility or, uh, you know, Operation uh, High Jump, Fishbowl, uh paperclip, whatever, dude. We got a whole bunch of stuff. So let me know if you want me to be on again, and I have no problem with that, brother. I would definitely love that, and I'm sure the uh, all our listeners would too. So, yeah, man, uh, Josh Monday coming at you live and direct on the Colt 45 podcast. Thank you so much, man, and we'll talk in the future, man. All right, God bless you, bro. Thank you. Thank you, brother. All right, later. Later.